Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 877. Productivity is plunging. Why? By Amber Wagaman of awcoach.co. And I'm your narrator, Dan, and I'm here with you every single day, reading from some great blogs on entrepreneurship. That's what we do here, so let's keep this intro short for this Friday episode and get right to the post as we start optimizing your life. Productivity is Plunging. Why? By Amber Wagaman of awcoach.co. Let's define productivity first. Productivity refers to how much output a worker can do in an hour. Recently, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that productivity plunged by the sharpest rate on record since 1947. That was after productivity had increased, or surged, during the pandemic. On August 18, 2021, the Washington Post wrote, quote, The United States is currently experiencing a surge in worker productivity that could rival that of the tech boom 20 years ago, if it lasts. End quote. Obviously, higher productivity is preferable for the economy because it leads to more goods and services available at a lower cost and increases in wages. It also can alleviate many of our top economic issues, like high inflation. This can be an entirely other topic in a newsletter, but I feel it's worth mentioning. In relation to knowledge workers, I'm going to suggest something wildly out of the box here in relation to measuring productivity. Measure it in terms of results, not hours and time. The 40-hour workweek was born out of the Industrial Revolution, first brought to the government in 1866 and became a law in 1940. It took the Great Depression to make it the norm. Things looked a lot different then, and these were hourly employees doing manual labor they got paid overtime over 40 hours. Knowledge workers are salaried for the most part. Does time still make sense for measuring productivity? Humans are not made equal. Each position has a specific workload that you expect to be accomplished. How do you choose that workload when some people are way more productive without sacrificing quality, and some people are way less productive? Employers don't usually take into account that people work at different rates. It's impossible to expect two different people to complete the same workload in the same amount of time. In my mind, no one should be punished for being more efficient. Perhaps measuring engagement and fulfillment will be more effective for our economy. Some economies do this already. What increases productivity? Better tools, more efficient processes, automation, digitalization, happier, more engaged employees. This is often overlooked as something that improves productivity the help of robots and artificial intelligence. 
When I read articles on productivity, specifically the ones in 2021 and 2022 by the Washington Post, they mention automation, increased technology, better tools, but they fail to mention the direct connection of employee engagement and productivity. Employers can't fix what they don't understand. During the pandemic, organizations embraced technologies much faster than they would have otherwise. Additionally, many people saw the benefits of working from home, which made them happier and more engaged, not dealing with the commute, more time for themselves, potentially better work-life balance if you set boundaries. What's the reason for this recent severe drop in productivity in 2022? Employees? Leaders tend to blame employees for their lack of productivity. In fact, their response tends to be installing software to track employee activity. There's a reason why I am writing this after I wrote the blurb on trust. Installing spy software is going to severely breed a culture of distrust. The pandemic? Some leaders blame the pandemic. They say that the pandemic is the reason for a drop in employee engagement and happiness at work. It's easier to blame something external than to look inside at what role you are playing in the situation. The labor shortage? Due to a reported labor shortage, some have provided the reason that people are scaling back on their efforts for producing because they know their organization is going to have a hard time replacing them. To me, this shows a calibration that is necessary. Employees have historically tolerated an immense amount of unhappiness at work. That being said, I don't think it's morally or ethically appropriate for employees to take full advantage of the situation. However, this is a wake-up call for companies and leaders to get their act together. Leaders? What role do leaders play in this? Leaders are out of touch and tend to act reactively. Employee retention seems to be an afterthought for companies. Senior leaders don't seem to grasp the very high ROI of engaging your employees and or they are so out of touch that they assume employees are extremely engaged and they are nowhere near that. Leaders also tend to operate the way things have quote-unquote always been done and don't realize that remaining status quo and stagnant isn't going to turn into a competitive advantage. Here's my take. I do believe that the pandemic provided an awakened perspective for people. Priorities have become clearer. What people are willing to tolerate has become clearer. People are now taking action after years on autopilot. I do not think the pandemic is to blame for the drop in productivity. I think the overarching reason is senior leadership. Simply because historically they have operated under archaic terms, and these past ways of operating are no longer working. As a society, we've struggled to make the shift out of the industrial era to the knowledge working era. Many things have stayed the same when they shouldn't have. How often do you hear the term, because it's always been done this way? Even if people recognize alternative ways, they mostly choose to stick with what's been proven not to work rather than try something new. Yikes. Staying the same is comfortable, more comfortable than change. Currently, over 60% of companies don't provide any leadership development or training. Companies haven't put effort in, change is uncomfortable, to develop the foundation of trust. We need people to step up and say, yes, we see the value in developing our leaders and employees. We see the value in doing things differently and we want to try it. I believe that we need to be realistic. Creating high-performing teams and developing leaders is not going to happen overnight. Change is scary. Holding people accountable is scary. Developing yourself is scary. But what's the cost of not doing these things? In comparison to other countries, American full-time employees work 41.5 hours per week, and about 11.1% of employees work over 50 hours per week. Americans put in more hours than several European countries with higher productivity rankings. 
In the past, Luxembourg was the most productive country, with an average work week of just 29 hours. Work smarter, not harder, right? Americans live to work and are working more hours while not being as productive. Anyone else noticing that red flag? We don't care about working smarter. We just work harder. When will we learn that longer hours actually make us less productive? How to increase productivity. Funnily enough, Google says that they increase productivity by giving their employees more work. I'd like to make an important distinction with this. This only works if you are training properly, coaching and giving effective feedback, clearly communicating, and exhibiting a bunch of other highly effective leadership behaviors. Throwing more work at people and exhibiting ineffective leadership behavior will be less productive and disengage your employees. Here are my tips for increasing productivity. One, get to know your employees, peers, and superiors on a personal level. Two, work on building trust from the top down. Three, get rid of the toxic underperforming people in your organization. Do this after you have tried to coach them for improvement. Four, Be clear with your communications and expectations. Five, encourage people to speak up. Six, conduct effective stay interviews. Seven, be thoughtful and intentional about hiring the right people, personality and behaviors over skills, and create an organizational-wide goal for employee retention. Eight, this is a non-negotiable. Develop your leaders. You will get nowhere with poor, ineffective, dysfunctional leaders. Nine, take charge of your own development. Recognize your triggers, comfort around trusting others, quirks, etc. 10, if possible, eliminate at-will employment in your organization. And 11, treat employees like adults. Eliminate policies and rules and instead start from a place of trust and encourage people to use their best judgment. This requires developed, highly effective leadership to operate under these terms. You just listened to the post titled, Productivity is Plunging. Why? By Amber Wagaman of awcoach.co. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks to Amber for letting us share articles from her site. Amber Wagaman provides crucial development coaching to leaders and professionals. She partners with you or your organization to upskill, reskill, establish, expand and apply highly effective leadership skills, grow, strengthen and sustain long-lasting transferable skills, heighten self-awareness, and overcome insecurities, low confidence, and imposter syndrome. For more articles and to learn more, check out her website, which again is awcoach.co. That's awcoach.co.
But that does it for today here on Optimal Startup Daily. I thank you so much for joining me and I hope you're having a great day. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for the weekend shows. That's where your optimal life awaits.